Praise the Lord. We welcome you to our live broadcast today, December 25, 2022. Shall we pray? In Jesus' name we pray. Our Father and our God, thank you for everything. Thank you for the week, for the year. Thank you for Jesus, your son, who came to die for us, that we may become righteous before you. Welcome you, dear Holy Spirit. Father has given us to help us, to teach us, to guide us. Father, we pray that all who have tuned in or who will tune in or listen or watch the broadcast or podcast, Lord, wherever they may be, and wherever this may be rebroadcast, Lord, will touch them. To know that there's only one central truth. Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And for the love you have for the world, you sent him on earth to die, that we may become righteous before you. And no other. But everything else is just nullity. And that he left us his commands to do those things because when we give our lives to him, Lord, then we are his and can no longer do things on our own. Father, we are praying this day by the preaching and teaching of this word, Lord. You restore many back to the faith once for all delivered to the saints. They will not just be restored, Lord, they become contenders for the faith in a world that is gone almost down the drain. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Our broadcast music is taken from our Borakalebras here on YouTube. May the Lord continue to bless him. We move on to our series, the Faith Killers series. The series outline is displayed on the screen. Last Sunday we spoke sin undermines, poisons and kills faith. Today we're going to speak about philosophy and science as faith killers. There are some good things about them, but we're going to zero in an aspect. When they double into the scriptures, we say, no, you're wrong. Because God's word can never be challenged and must not be challenged. It keeps faith if you buy those things they teach. No matter how plausible or how whatever they claim they have found is. The outline. Empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense, number one. Number two, philosophy and science as faith killers. Three, God wants an answer. Song, my faith has found a resting place. Praise the Lord. Empty philosophies and high sounding nonsense. Number one. We're going to speak, speak we're going to, uh, it's on the board, on the screen, so please read. I read from Colossians chapter 2, verse 8. New Living Translation. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that comes from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. The New King James Version. Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit. According to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, 
and not according to Christ. Praise the Lord for his word. From the fall of Adam and Eve, human beings have organized her beliefs and done things that but for God's grace would have destroyed the world several times over. The world often operates in ways that hinder God's mission and the propagation of the gospel of Christ. In Colossians chapter 2, verse 8 that we just read, it tells us from the New Living Translation that the world's thinking are empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense generated from human thinking and from the spiritual parts of this world. Who are the spiritual parts of this world? Evil spirits under the headship of Satan. It's in this context I want you to follow as we continue with this broadcast. The scripture makes it very clear that the thoughts of human beings are different from those of God. The world's operating philosophy or way of doing things is that the end justifies the means. However you're able to reach the conclusion, so long as it's profitable, great, whether for individual or nations. The world's philosophy encourages and justifies inequality, discrimination, men dominating women, the strong lording over the weak, cruelty, and all other manners of evil. For the world, seeing is believing, and science is the vehicle that determines what is fact and what is not. So if science says it is fact, then it's fact. If it is not, then it's not. For scientists, whatever can't be proven through empirical observation can be accepted as fact. Science has often been used to ridicule faith, and that's where we come in. It sees faith as being subjectivity and contends that whatever is subjective is not fact. But what many scientists don't understand is that the spiritual and material worlds are totally different and operate on totally different philosophies and principles. Therefore, using a tool, science, that came out of worldly philosophy, to challenge God's word, God's word which governs spirituality for children of God in the world is wrong. We're not saying science is evil. We're simply saying science remains in your land. Why we allow God's word, the scriptures, to remain in its own land? Science is for those in the world who are perishing. Nothing wrong with science, I want to say. But when you bring it into the scriptures to try to now mutilate God's word, that's when we say, no, science, you have gone outside your land, you are wrong, and the scientists who promote it, whether those who claim they are Christians, you are deceiving people. Let me state it very clearly. Worldly philosophy and science can never be used to challenge the veracity of the scriptures. Anything that wants to challenge the veracity of the scriptures is from the pits of hell or from human wickedness, which is what he said. Empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense. How do you write the scripture? It's written there by a brother Paul under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. 
Theories of origin of the universe, and that's really where consensus and age of the earth are empty philosophies and high sounding nonsense. Because the moment you buy into what they are claiming and using carbon dating and everything, you are not challenging the veracity of God's word. And if you can challenge it in one, you will then say, Oh, how do we know the other ones are correct? Now, let's put it this way. Using newer equipment and investigative tools, we're coming back to the science of the world. Some of what scientists use accept as fact, and no longer accepted as fact. They have been disproven. They are now viewed as what? Nonsense. That's scientific thoughts of maybe 100 years ago are now viewed, some of them are viewed what? As nonsense. By extrapolation, and if you're a scientist, you know what I'm talking about. If the law tarries, what we know today from science could be nonsense to future generations. As new equipment and scientific methods are deployed. So it is simple. So even in the world, their science is subjective. Because it depends. But let me say something. When we say that scientists have discovered something, what does it really mean? What have they really discovered? Haven't those things been in existence since God created the earth? The fact that you are finding it out now does not mean it was not always there. It simply says that our ignorant selves have finally figured out a few things, but we could not have figured much. So if we are wrong with so many things, how can we double into the spiritual realm? How can you use science to try to defend the word of God? Human beings, no matter how educated, Theologians included should admit that they know only so little of the universe and of the creator. So little. What scientists call discoveries are not discoveries in absolute terms. That knowledge has always been there since creation. That's the point I'm re-emphasizing. So the, all I'm trying to say, discovery, meaning we just found out something. The blind man or blind woman who you try to talk about things can't even picture what it is. As you know, one day some little glimmer comes and says, I found everything. Found nothing. That science sometimes helps the world gain a little bit more understanding of God's of that universe. Should not make people believe that they can replace that which is the true knowledge. Which is God is the creator of the universe and of human beings and spirit beings. The true knowledge in the scriptures, which is God, which God has given in the world through the prophets of Old and Islam. That is the true knowledge. That's where to find true knowledge, absolute knowledge, is only through the word of God. Because only He knows everything. We are just little pony creatures. And I want to assert now faith in God leads to the absolute truth. If you don't have faith in God, you cannot begin to picture anything outside of this environment. Science can never determine absolute truth because it uses only worldly analytical tools. And human tools can never discover the absolute truth. You both can fly to the moon and to the Mars and to everything. You are just wasting your time. Next segment. Philosophy and science as faith killers. So we're bringing it home to believers. Those who are faith in God have God's wisdom. It is God's wisdom 
that gives them knowledge of God and understanding of the spiritual world. I want you to understand that. Only believers in Christ can understand the spiritual world. Anybody else who understands them only understands the world of Satan and his demons. But I'm talking about the true spirituality, which is faith in God, that makes God to open your eyes to see things beyond here. When you have faith in God, it puts the world and creation in context, which is the world and creation are not movers. What they tell you in philosophy, prime mover. Only God is the mover. The beginning and the end. No other mover. There's no other person or anything God has created that is a mover. Only God is the mover. Science's place is to harness God's resources for the betterment of human lives. Nothing wrong, like I said. But please, they should stay in their lane. Science cannot take the faith, the place of faith, in understanding the workings of the kingdom of God. I made that emphasis because we're about to go into something else. It denotes lack of faith. When anyone uses worldly knowledge, like philosophy and science, to try to prove the existence of God, you know the challenge you just say, let's now forget it. Or to find out how the physical world came to be. Don't go into that argument if you're a child of God. I don't care how much education you have. I don't care how much logical knowledge you have. Don't double with unbelievers or wicked people about trying to determine the existence of God. You try to don't prove nothing. If you don't have faith, they can never know. The scriptures is God's word to humanity. It has all the answers for us to know about God and his creation. Don't seek another. Praise the Lord. Any believer who embraces worldly philosophy and science's narration of the origin and the age of the world is poisoning his or her faith. That's the point I'm making. Faith in God cannot be subject to the principles of science. So if you have been one of those, and I, I claim I used to be one, but God has opened my eyes, and I'm using it today to alert you. You cannot, never, don't enter into any arguments under the realm of apologetics. Those of you who went to seminary understand what I mean. Try to, don't prove nothing. Just preach the gospel of Christ. Him crucified and resurrected. Those that are caught eternal life will believe. And when they not believe, God will open the eyes to understand more and more. You can never convey spirituality to a mind that is already darkened. It is not possible. So don't waste your time. Praise the Lord. Scripture, please. Read from 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1 to 16. And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in witness, in fear, and in much trembling. Okay, let me explain the first three. Brother Paul is speaking to the Corinthian church. Remember what he's saying, I didn't come in excellence of speech or wisdom. He only came to declare the testimony of God. And what is that testimony? He doesn't want to know anything about you, anything else, except you have Christ Jesus, him crucified. That's all he preaches. And that's all we preach here. Christ crucified and resurrected. That those who believe, we inherit eternal life. He said, I came in doing witness in fear and much trembling. Please continue. 
And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age, who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. Okay, just a moment. You can go back so I can explain the one you, you've done. Paul is telling them, he didn't come to them using human wisdom. In our time to be using the principles of natural science and philosophy. He came by preaching the truth and the demonstration of the spirit and the power of God. Because he didn't want people to have their faith using human philosophies. But in the power of God, God that delivers, that makes the sinner to be sent. Here in verse 6 he said, however, we speak wisdom among those who are mature. Not the wisdom of this age. You see, there's a wisdom of this age. There's a wisdom of the world. The wisdom of this world is what gave rise to philosophies and science and other things. They are useful for the world to operate. But they are totally not there for the kingdom and for the message of the kingdom. That's the point I want you to take home today. He speaks the wisdom of God in a mystery. Because a mystery. How does somebody who suddenly you don't know anything and then by the time you have blessed Christ. You begin to understand things that you never understood before. It's a mystery. Continue, please. Verse 8. Which none of the rulers of this age knew? For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. Okay, moment. So Brother Paul is trying to let the Corinthians know what God has preserved, what is in eternal life, what is in the glory that God will share with his saints, that it's, it's not possible to imagine it. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit, meaning if you truly are born again, and you have had a personal encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ, Believe me, you have a little understanding of the spiritual realm. You have understanding of the glory that is there, that is so indescribable, there are no words. That's what Paul is trying to convey to the Corinthian church. Continue, man. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit, for the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man, except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches us, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Let's continue. Verse 14. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Praise the Lord for his word. 
The natural man does not receive the things of the, of the Spirit of God. You see, believers know things of God because they have the mind of Christ. So no matter how educated somebody is, no matter how the great scientists of the world who have discovered so many things that are useful for the world to operate, if they don't have Jesus Christ, if they don't have the mind of Christ, they are foolish. The most illiterate person who has Christ has understanding of the spiritual realm one million percent more than they. In fact, they don't have any knowledge of the spiritual knowledge of the spiritual realm. So if you're a scientist or a philosopher or great whatever, and you really want to know, then surrender your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. And you will see that the foolishness you have been expounding about God, his creation, are really foolishness. And you bow down and say, Lord Jesus, you are God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now God wants an answer. That answer is, all of us must give that answer today. Because this, this, I mean, when you read, you know why. God wants an answer from you, from me, from anybody. But especially from those who think that they know anything when they know nothing. Scripture, please. Job chapter 38, verses 1 to 10. Then the Lord answered Job from the whirlwind. Who is this that questions my wisdom with such ignorant words? Brace yourself like a man because I have some questions for you and you must answer them. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Just a moment. God is asking anybody who is doubting the veracity of the scriptures. Where were you when he laid the foundations of the earth? That's number one. Continue. Tell me if you know so much. Who determined its dimensions and stretched out the surveying line? Praise the Lord. Number two, did anybody make survey and determine all the supports and the foundations? Continue. What supports its foundations and who laid its cornerstone? As the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy. Praise the Lord. In this time God is speaking, no human being has been created. The morning stars are angels actually of God. They sang together, not they just shouted for joy. So the question is, you and I were not there. Nobody, no human was there. So how dare anybody question my Lord and my God? Continue. Who kept the sea inside its boundaries as it burst from the womb, and as I clothed it with clouds and wrapped it in thick darkness? For I locked it behind barred gates, limiting its shores. Praise the Lord. There are so many of the questions, if you continue to read Job chapter 38, read it to the end. There are so many questions he's asking anybody. God is telling everyone, I'm God. He decides what and what will not be. And the fact that he's merciful and loving shouldn't make people to continue to deride and try to puncture the scripture because it's not possible. God wants the most renowned theologians today to know and philosophers of this age. And all those believers who are bought into a scientifically constructed world creation order to answer him the questions he put to Job. A man God himself adjured to be righteous. You know the history of Job. None other righteous than that man who suffered so much, not for his fault, but God was using it to show us that the man 
can a woman can withstand all the attacks of the devil but so long as the person is with God he's righteous so if you and I can't answer those questions including the renowned theologians and philosophers of the world then we should admit that we have if you can't answer them then it means if you continue to persist then you have no more faith in God and that's how believers have allowed faith in Christ to be poisoned. It seeps in suddenly. You think you are smart. You need to read. And especially the commentaries many of us read. From so-called sometimes some of these, a few, a few who went to school among the Jews and pastors in the world. They bring some things they went from the seminary and they put it and then twist it. And then you people use it, especially in Africa. And it becomes your manual for instructions. Please, I'm pleading with all believers today. Throw away all those manners of instructions with your Bibles. When you read the Bible, you are interacting with God. And only He will open your eyes and your heart. Please, forget every... We are not telling you we know anything. We are simply pointing you to how we found out the truth. And we say, if you go down road, you are going to find the truth for yourself. And you start ministering to your generation. Some listen to your families. Some listen to people around you. That's all we have been trying to do here. We ask nothing of yourself to just go into the Bible, read God's word. Interact with God yourself directly and see if he will not guide you and lead you in the path that he has ordained for you. Please know that anyone who claims to be Christ and calls into question any aspect of the scriptures, and our first acknowledge that the scripture is God's revealed word to humans is poisoning his her faith. And if you do not know it beforehand, before long, you will kill that faith. If you are one of those, like I told you, I used to subscribe to some of those foolishness. He she needs to repent to them, come back to Christ. And when you come, he'll forgive you. I say, forgive me. And as you forgive me today as I pray again, because his word is inerrant. That is his word. No matter what evidence they see, show you. They use carbon dating. Forget that nonsense. I used to be a trained scientist. Just forget that nonsense. And trust the scriptures. Because God is God. The spiritual is spiritual. The carnal can never die the spiritual. The canal came, or the world came after the spiritual. And so we have very, does an ant understand how human beings function? We are going to sing our song. My brothers and sisters, trust God and his word. The more you study his word, the more your faith will grow. The more anything you hear contradicting, it can affect you. Sorry, the more anything you hear, we never, you know, contradicting God's word can never affect you. So long as you're in the scripture, when you hear that thing, something will gnaw at you, and you eventually come into bringing God, and the Holy Spirit will guide you. No one, no matter how learned or anointed, can poison or kill your faith with false philosophies and pseudoscience. Always remember you have the inspirer of God's word. And it's interpreter indwelling you. If you're a child of God, you have the Holy Spirit indwelling you. 
So if he's indwelling you, you have all the information. You have every information. So go and interact with God's word in the scriptures. Go there and read the scriptures. Study it. Devote your time. Put in your time. Whether you understand or not, continue. Because you're interacting with God as you do. So we go out to our song. My faith has found a resting place. My faith has found a resting place. Not in device nor creed. I trust the ever-living one. His wounds for me shall plead. I need no other argument, no philosophy, no wisdom of the world. I need no other plea. It is enough that Jesus died for me. And he died for you. So nothing else should take you away from Christ, him crucified and resurrected for your justification. It's enough for me that Jesus Christ saves. That should be enough for you too, my brothers and my sisters. This ends my fear and doubt. A sinful soul I came to him. He never cast me out. I need no other argument, no philosophy, no science, nothing. I need no other plea. Say not for me that Jesus died for me. And he died for you, my brothers and my sisters. And for even the unbelievers, he died. All he says they should come to the cross that they may be saved. My heart is leaning on the word. That's the scriptures, the written word of God. And that you should also lean there. That should be you. That's why it's not the Bible. That should be a handbook. Salvation by my Savior's name. Salvation through his blood. The one he shed on the cross. He hung there and cried out, Abba Father, why have you forsaken me? Because of your sins and my sins. He died and rose for us that we may become righteous before God. You need no other argument. Nobody should ever deceive you with empty sounding words. No need to argue with them who don't know. My great physician heals the sick. The lost he came to save. For me, his precious blood he shed. For me, his life he gave. And for you too, he gave his life. If you have believed, you know. If you have not believed, he gave his life. All you have to do is surrender this minute and say, Lord Jesus, be my Savior, my Lord. And you become a child of God. We're going to pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Our Father and our God, Thank you for today. Thank you for the opportunity to be in your presence. We give you all the praise because you are God. You are God. The world and everything. You are God. Forgive all of us. Forgive me even for ever thinking any aspect was even legitimate. Forgive everyone, Lord, who today. They should know that your word is scripture, no matter how whatever anybody presents. If it contradicts your word by even an iota, that is not from you. 
Have mercy on your children. Help all of us, Lord, to get into the Bible, to study your scriptures because it's your word to us. Father, I pray as many as we follow this, Lord, spend this period of reverie and anomaly, of foolishness in the world. When they worship creations and not the creator, when they dance to the silliness of the world, have mercy on your children who continue to join in the foolishness of the world. Draw them back to you, Lord. We plead the blood of Jesus Christ, Lord, for the breaking of the yoke of the world upon your children. For the breaking of anything, Lord, that's contrary to the scriptures. That anyone who has embarked those things, Father, we are praying that they be flushed out of their systems in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, you are God. Manifest your power, your presence in your children's lives, Lord. And lead them away from every form of evil, Lord. Guide their paths, Lord. And bless their homes. Bless their homes, Lord, so that they will not lack. Rebook the devourer for their sakes. That it shall be well with them. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Praise the Lord. We'll see you people next Sunday by His grace. Continue to pray for us as we pray for you.